You're listening to Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. So the situation is, is quite desperate. I'm um, speaking about a drought that is in the Eastern Cape. And uh, this is the Khrafrenet area. We know that the country is facing drought as we speak. But particularly, there is a situation that is quite dire in Khrafrenet. And uh, the Gweba Dam is completely dry. Fish dry, dried up, fish dead everywhere. It's In fact, you can see the cracks through the dam. And uh, we just wanted to go to the scene and see how desperate the situation is. We also know that Gift of the Givers are out there as well. Doug Stern, president of Agri-SA, the Eastern Cape area, joins me now on the line. Doug, a very good afternoon. I'm, I'm sure it's not good for you. How are you this afternoon? No, I'm very good, thank you. I can't complain. It would be nice if we had some rain. So we've, we've in Gauteng had, I mean, little droplets of water for the last couple of days. How's it going there? No good, but it's a good sign for you people to get rain first. But, you know, over the years, uh, that's the way we've always looked at it, you know, you people must get rain up in the Gauteng area and it will move down towards us. So if you're getting rain now, that is one positive sign. But at the moment, it's it's not good in our part of the world at all. You're, you're a sheep and cattle farmer, Doug. How desperate is the situation? No, it's dire. I, I don't know if there's any other word to describe it. You know, I've been farming for well over 50 years and this is the worst that I've ever experienced it. And, uh, and my colleagues, you know, and my peers uh, will agree with that. And uh, it's it's very widespread. You know, there are three provinces that are being affected, and that's what makes it bad. You know, it's been consistently dry now for the last five years, and some places six years. Mm. So it's not looking good at the moment. Tak, I mean, how are you managing with your cattle and so on? What are you doing? I know that people on the ground are, are queuing for water. There are water tankers coming in. But for your farm, how how is the, the animal surviving? Well, you know, it's a process. We we started uh, two years ago uh, with the reducing of our stock numbers. Mm. We have to match the, the numbers of the animals on the farm to the available grazing. So it's a process that, we, that we've adopted, but we write down to our... Um, we, we, we write down to our lowest number possible now. We've tried to look after our, our, um, our breeding herd as far as possible. But, you know, there are other problems as well. Boreholes are drying up. Yeah. As you will have, you said earlier on, the level of the the the, the dam, the Quaver Dam in the Grafflet area is bone dry. Grafflet itself is having massive problems with water, like all the other towns in the in the rural areas. So it is it is a problem that we are that we are very worried about. There are concerns about groundwater also being contaminated, Doug. Um, I don't quite know what you mean by contaminated. Well, this uh, is the report that's coming. So basically, we've just also received a report from the CSIR, which did testing on groundwater, and they're worried that even the groundwater itself may be a bit problematic. Well, it, that is a consequence of, of, of poor service deliveries yeah. and uh, not being able to repair sewage works. Mm. That is certainly the case. But Garfinet's not unique in that. There are many other rural towns all over the, the, the country that have, got, that have that same problem. But that is a municipal function, you know. Mm. That's, uh, mm. that's not a problem that agricultural... Uh, it doesn't fall in, in our, our jurisdiction. No, 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 I, I understand that. Basically, the reason I bring this up is if the groundwater is contaminated, you're running a farm, surely borehole water in itself is also problematic. So you've got sort of a double whammy kind of problem. 
Yeah, no, well, it, it, I don't know of any water that's been contaminated that, uh, to the extent that it can't be utilized by livestock okay. or humans for that matter. Not in our area. I okay. don't, I don't, uh, I, I can't go along with that at this point. All right. All right. So, we'll, I mean, we'll try and get the authorities on to try and respond to that because that is a report that comes from, that comes from the, 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 the CSIR. As, as it stands, Doug, how are you feeding your cattle and, and, and you know, what water are you using? Well, you know that I'm, I, we're in a fortunate position in that uh, our water is still holding. But again, we've limited it. You know, we've not used it for irrigation purposes. We've used it for livestock um, and, and human consumption. But, uh, you know, other people aren't as fortunate as what we are. But the management of water is becoming an absolute crisis because boreholes are starting to dry up. After the, the levels have dropped significantly, the boreholes are drying up. So it is becoming a massive problem. And, um, you, you know, when, when they dry up completely, uh, they have to either drill new holes or ride in water. And, and that is at huge expense. But this thing goes on. The, the area of great concern as well is the, the unemployment figures. You know, agriculture can, we absorb huge numbers of people within our sector. But uh, that's now becoming a real problem because people have to be retrenched. The, 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 the cash flows of farmers is now also becoming massive because they, have, they don't have anything to market. They, the animals you know, are in such a state now that they, are, you know, that they can't be marketed and um, their productive levels have dropped. Mm. So we are sitting with a massive cash flow problem. I was just going to ask you that. You touched a little bit on that, Doug. As, as a president of AgriSA Eastern Cape, you obviously have a bird's eye view on how dire the situation is for agriculture. Can you give us a sense? I mean, you've just spoken about the costs thereof of running these farms. Um, obviously, also loss of income because the cattle itself, you know, you can't quite sell it at the state that it is. Do we have a sense of how dire the situation is for agriculture as a whole in that area? Yes, well, look, we've, we've been in, in constant contact with the commercial banks, but, uh, you know, they've got to the point now where they, they've clearly said they, they can't be held accountable for fulfilling the function which should be held, which should be done by the government, because the government, um, they, they've got to step up now, because they should have a contingency fund, or they had a contingency fund, which should be used in, in situations as, as dire as this. But unfortunately, that has been depleted, as we all know, so they have just not been uh, performing. So the commercial banks have said what they are prepared to do, they will look at each individual farmer and they will address their case on an individual basis. But they can't do blanket cover um, uh, uh, pr- uh, financial protection for, for the industry. And that is creating a huge problem because the guys cannot find enough money or find any more money to buy more feed to keep the animals alive. And that's the situation we're in right now. The Mm. prediction of rain going down the line, not good at all for the rest of this year. Mm. So as you can understand, the situation is now uh, critical. I'm going to take calls and open them up in 0891-104-207, Doug, if you don't mind, because I do want to get uh, you know comments from other people and those who may want to ask you some questions and really on what is the way forward. From what I'm hearing, we don't have a plan, and that exactly is what is concerning me at this point. Okay. SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. 
Uh, thanks very much for staying with us. We're looking at a, a really dire situation uh, panning out in Khrafrenet. And uh, my guest is Doug Stern, who's a president of Agri-SA Eastern Cape. And really what we're looking at is the Nguba, Ngueba uh, Dam has completely dried up. We have people now in the area lining up for water. It's now two weeks. Um, what we're hearing is that the drought has been consistent. So it's not as if this has just happened overnight. The drought has been consistent in some areas over five years, others over six years. So the result thereof is quite dire. And we have a community that really has no way to turn. Um, we were speaking earlier about reports coming through from the CSIR, which is also warning that groundwater itself may be problematic in some areas, not necessarily all areas. There is another issue here, an issue of municipality who are not necessarily managing the situation. And so it's a compounded problem from the farmer's point of view, from the community's point of view. And everybody seems to, to be looking to some sort of leadership. And I, I doubt we're getting any leadership coming through from government. Doug Stern, as I said, is my guest. He's the president of Agri-SA, the Eastern Cape. And Doug, we spoke a little bit before we went to the, to the break about banks saying they cannot be held responsible for blanket cover. Um, because even if they did insure some of the, you know, the farmers, there is no telling that we, we're going to see a better season coming in the next couple of months or so on. What would be the best outcome for you as a farmer from government? Uh, is that question put to me? Mm, Doug, I mean, what, what okay. would you like to see happen? Well, I think what, uh, what we've been asking for, and we, we, you know, I, we have had a few meetings with the Premier of the province and the MEC for agriculture, but, um, you know, the, the, the consistency thereof is what's important. We need, to be discussing, we need to be discussing this issue together on a joint basis with all the various agricultural organizations. And sadly, this has not come to fruition because we can sit down together and we can discuss these issues with them. The government has an important function to fulfill here, and uh, they're not going to be able to get it right on their own, because they, that, we can together, jointly, we can discuss on a, a strategy going forward. That has been lacking, in my opinion, and it's been quite sad, because when we've met with them, they, they have promised us meetings and, uh, and, and more engagements, but that has not come to fruition. Hmm. So wherein lies one of the major problems. Um, uh, Doug, other, is this, is, let me, pardon, is this local yeah. government we're referring to or national uh, that you've been trying yes. to reach out to? No, well, well, look, on a national basis, we are also engaging with the government, and I think the Minister of Agriculture is uh, absolutely open to uh, assisting us. You know, she hasn't been in a position for very long, but therein lies um, a, a huge prospect of going forward. I'm talking more provincial. Because yes. we need to be engaging so that we, from a provincial level, can approach the national government and mm. tell them what our problems are. Mm. But the, the provincial government cannot do it on its own without uh, it's consulting with us so that we can do it together. And that's what's been the problem. All the agricultural organizations in the province are asking for the same thing, and it has not been forthcoming. And what is it that you'd like to see happen? So in the event that you are able to meet with, with some sort of government official, what is it that you require from them? What would you be putting on the table? Well, we, what the needs are. We, we look at what the needs are to keep our animals alive. You must understand that the Eastern Cape, we have more livestock than any other province. We uh, produce more red meat. We produce a huge amount of dairy products. 
we, we're a very good, a strong um, livestock province. Mm. Now, if we are going to allow these animals to die and, and just disappear, then we are going to be sitting with a massive food security problem in terms of meat. So we've got to be aware of these things. And when we sit down with the government, we can sit down and discuss how we're going to keep these animals alive. You know, are we going to get um, hay or are we going to get, just as an example, or, or, or some form of concentrate? Then we, then we can approach the national government and we can tell them what we are wanting. That is what I'm saying. We need to engage with them so that we can put the problem on the ground. They are not farmers. They are politicians. We are the farmers. We need to talk together and tell them what the problems are on the ground. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Doug, is there a possibility that, you know, as we're going along, I mean, we, we can see it now. You said five years into the drought, you haven't yeah. had this conversation with government. I'm just trying no. to see whether amongst yourselves as farmers, you don't have other options. Is there maybe a possibility that you guys can discuss amongst yourselves a bit of a trade, a loaning agreement of sorts where you maybe send some of the cattle to where there is water in certain regions? What discussions are happening amongst yourselves? Quite honestly, that's been going on for five years. Sure. And, and I'll tell you something else. The, the, the general public of this country are unbelievably supportive. Mm. Had it not been for them, I can tell you now, a lot more damage will have been done. The people of this country have been unbelievably supportive. They have been doing the function of what the government should be doing. And uh, I can only say to the public of this country, thank you for looking after and helping the agricultural sector. That's throughout the country. You know, I'm talking about my colleagues in the Northern Cape, the Western Cape. Limpopo is also not in a good space at the moment. Mm. But the general public have done unbelievable things to help, to help us uh, try and get through this. Amongst the farmers themselves, anyone who's got a bit of extra food, water, we certainly share it and we help each other. We have to do it to, to remain uh, buoyant. And we have to keep ourselves on the land because this country cannot do without uh, the farmer, you can argue whichever way you like, but if a person hasn't got food on the table, you tell me how they're going to live. Give me a sense of the job losses, Doug, I'm afraid to ask. Yeah, well, you know, it, 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 it's a very hot sore story. You know what's busy happening? The, the, our employees form part of us. We're a united family. I've had my staff with me now. My employees have been with me for 30 years plus, so we know each other. We, 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 we work uh, as a happy family. But, you know, we get into the stage now where we've got to say to these people, and that's what's busy happening, there is no more money. Let's just concentrate on keeping ourselves going with food. We'll, we'll get food for everybody. And then uh, there's no money that changes hands. And then when things get better, we'll fix it. Sure. And that's um, technically it's against the law. But these people, rather than move off into the cities where they're not going to get work anyway, they're happy to accept these sort of conditions. That's the way we're treating this, uh, this drought, or we're working towards helping each other in this drought. It's quite sad. It's quite sad. How long, how long has it been going like this for, Doug? Let me just give you a sense of what's been happening in your household. <laughs> yes, well, it, you know, we, we, some people are worse than others, but the drought started effectively in 2014, and it just intensified, uh, you know, and we get into the stage now where it's reaching breaking point. That's really where we are. And the sad thing is that we, there's no rain in the immediate future to relieve the situation. You know, a, a, a good amount of rain will solve the problem immediately. Make no mistake about that. But uh, it's, 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 been, it's been a long time, but we have had the ability to withstand it, so we'll continually fight it. That's what we're going to do.
Doug, uh, our thoughts are with you. Um, it's not sounding good. And I think, I mean, all of us should be worried about what you've just given us, a sense of what is really at, at the cold faces, what's happening there. And and we will also try and get the authorities. We, we've been trying. We haven't got the authorities on board uh, to try and talk to us, but we'll also try and take the story forward to see how we can push this so, to get some relief for yourselves. But really, our thoughts are with the community there in that area, with you, the farmers, and everybody that's, that's living in that area. Thanks very much for talking to us, Doug. Doug Stern, who is a president of Agri-SA, the Eastern Cape area. And as you've heard, it is dire. We've been trying to get hold of the municipalities. We're not getting through to the right people. But we'll continue with the story. We cannot abandon it now. I know that, you know, he's saying that this drought has been coming for a long time. We certainly cannot keep our eyes off it. We are going to also reach out to other stakeholders. Gift of the Givers is out there trying to do their best. But really, as it stands, it's not looking good. I'll take your calls and comments. Comments on that on 0891-104-207. Let me go to Uzile Saku now for the latest in SABC News. Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. Thank you so much for staying with us. Uh, we will continue taking those calls, as I said, on 0891-104-207. If you are in the area and you know of how dire the situation is, just give us your sense of how you're experiencing the situation in Khrafrenit. Uh, it is quite dire from what we're hearing. Uh, in Gweba Dam, completely dry, fish are dying all over the place. Um, the, the reports that are coming through are also very concerning that groundwater itself is contaminated. But as we know, that's a function of the municipality management of water is a municipality function we're not getting through to the municipality we won't stop there we will continue to seek for answers but we'll take your calls as i said on 0891-104-207 brett you calling us from khatranit brett walker hi hi i'm just um i'm also a farming graph mate hmm. um and i just want to mention that on top of this drought that we're experiencing yes. um the product prices also dropped um wool prices dropped 25 percent the mayo price has dropped 20%, sure. and the meat price dropped about 30%, which has exacerbated the situation, Greg. Brett, help me out here. The, the dropping in price, I mean, how does that spot price work? Because surely if it's, it's hard to come by, then the price should go up. Am I, am I just completely getting it wrong? Yes, yeah, so supply and demand usually. Okay. Um, but what hap- what's happened with our fiber is that um, Willem Mode exports to China, where it's processed, ah. and from there it's exported to um, America. Okay. Um, so with Mr. Trump uh, putting tariffs up against China, mm-hmm. that's directly affected the farmers that grow meat. Yes, because of the because of the subsidies that he's granting, correct? Yes, correct. Yeah. Okay, and so then, those subsidies obviously then affecting our prices. We've got to tr- drop our prices to compete internationally. Exactly, and then um, regarding the meat, obviously we've had foot and mouth. Ah. Um, disease that, that's been picked up in the country. So that's dropped the meat price and the export of beef. Um, sure. And then the economy, the economy's obviously had a, had a lot to do with the meat price as well, with, with the economy being where it is, not many people are spending money on red meat. Hmm. Um, Tell me, Brett, I I do remember the issue of foot and mouth and some countries had had an embargo on us. Has that not been lifted? No. Well, it it might have been lifted, but foot mouth has just been found again, yes. um, I think, in the Limpopo province. Um, so if it was lifted, it would have been dropped again. Um, and then specifically for the, far- the wool farmers, um, for about uh, the first three months of the 
winter season, our wool sales were all cancelled hmm. um, because we couldn't export our um, wool. So in terms of cash flow, that had a huge effect on farmers trying to survive. Brett, how are you surviving? Um, so as Doug said, we've, it's, it's been a long time. Um, and as the years have gone by, we've destocked, we've destocked, we've destocked. Mm. Um, and we've actually been, the prices of all our commodities were extremely high um, up until this year. And so that kept us, our heads above water. Um, but now with the price of commodities slumping like they have, uh, it's, it's just exorbitant the situation and made it um, extremely difficult to keep farming. You know, Doug was talking about trying to get to meet with government to see what the way forward is. I'm afraid after talking to him for more than 20 minutes, I don't get the sense that there is a way forward. I don't get the sense that we've got a solution. What What are we going to do from here, Brett? Brett, are you still there? Yeah. Um, your line is quite bad. I'm, sh- I'm not sure if you've moved around, Brett. Are you able to hear us? All right, we're going to have to leave it there. And basically, my question to Brett was, I'm not getting the sense that there is a there is an outright solution to the problem. I'm not getting the sense that we've got plans about the future. Um, our previous guest, Doug Stern, who's the president of Agri-SA Eastern Cape, was saying they've been trying for, for a while now to try and sit down with government. It's not happened. Um, he's saying that the banks are not coming forth. Banks are saying, well, you know, we'll speak to each individual on their own merit. We're not willing to have blank protection and I mean I suppose to an extent what can they do you know if if not all stakeholders are sitting around the table that's part of the problem and as I said we have sell ourselves have been trying to get through the municipality at least and we haven't been successful so it is a concern it's a concern that we five years in five years in we still do not have a way forward we don't have a plan and from what i'm hearing stakeholders have still not sat down together i'd love to take your comments on this one 0891 104207